Hello and welcome to the Crimson and Cream Christians podcast. My name is Will, and I represent the Crimson and Cream Christians at OU, but this podcast is for all Christians on college campuses. Now, hear me out, guys. Yes, we lost to Texas when we played basketball, but we did beat them in the more important sport of football, right? Right? So I I think when all is said and done, it's fine. And that it's fine that we lost. I mean, we shouldn't have lost. There were some really, really bad calls. Um, but we did lose, and we have to deal with it. But our women's team, women's, women's basketball, did beat Texas, which is great. And then I think we have another shot. We have another shot at Texas uh, later in the season. Um, yeah, we, we're going to be back at Texas in March, the 9th of March. So hopefully when we're back there, when, hopefully when we play them again, it's our last regular season game, we can beat them and win. I think we're going to do it. And another thing is, I think we're going to beat OSU at basketball, um, which we desperately need to because they did beat us. Um, at football, which, again, I don't think they should. There were some pretty bad calls, but that's in the past, and we got to move on with life. Um, But one cool thing about the uh, OU Texas basketball game is I actually got to do something like with it. I was randomly selected uh, beforehand to be a part of one of the games that they would play on the court um, during... Uh, commercial break on TV. So I got to play the um, Whataburger Fry Shuffle, where on the screen there's like uh, a thing of, there's three things of, it's basically like a the shell game. If you play the shell game, there's like a rock in the shell, and you move around all the shells and you try to figure out which shell has the rock in it. It's basically that, but with fries and Whataburger. Whataburger. And I won that, which was great. So I got a bunch of goodies from... A bunch of bunch of goodies from um, from Whataburger, and it was pretty good. Except, sadly and surprisingly, I did not get a Whataburger gift card. I got like a shirt, some uh, sunglasses, a thing that I can like put uh, sauce in my car so I can dip like fries while I'm moving, which actually will come in handy. That's pretty cool. But they didn't. They didn't give me actually like an actual gift card to go to Whataburger, which I found quite odd. And I think that we should that I should have gotten that. But oh well. I was still very. I still very much enjoyed playing that in the game, and it was really cool because like I have a lot of uh, friends that went to that game, and they like all texted me afterwards, and they were like, "Was that you on the screen?" And I was like, "Yeah." Um, so that that was really fun. Um, but. That that was that was pretty much what happened this week. I guess another thing is I stayed out with a friend until 5 a.m. And the next morning I heavily regretted doing that because I had a 9 a.m. class. But I still had fun um, hanging out all night. And um, would I do it again? Yes. Would I do it again soon? No. No, I would not. Um... But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I had fun. I had fun. But I was reading the Bible the other day, and 
I remember when I was watching a sermon during church that the pastor said, the Bible is the most purchased book in history. And then that got me to thinking, and then I was like, well, the Bible is also the most contested book in history. So I was just like, what do we do? Um, And so over the next few weeks of this podcast, we are going to go through many of the different miracles that happen throughout the Bible. And one, prove why science does not actually contradict it. And B, to prove it, we would explain how everything that we talk about could technically happen. Um, But also, I would like to go out and put, I do believe that the miracles of God happened the way they were stated in the Bible. But this podcast is just to see if these phenomenons and these miracles can be scientifically proven as something that could possibly have happened just because there's a lot of people that do not believe the Bible because they say science contradicts it. So... The first big thing that happens in the Bible, the very beginning of the Bible, we're going to read a little passage. It starts at Genesis 1-1. The very first chunk of the Bible is one of, if not pretty much the most uh, contested part of the Bible. So let's read what the Bible says, and then we'll go back through it. So Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light was and God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness night. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, Let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made the space to separate the waters of the, he- of the earth and the waters of the heaven. God called the space sky. And evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. Then God said, Let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the waters seas. Then God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant, and trees that that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the third day. Then God said, Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day, and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth to govern the day and night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters swarm with fish and other life. 
Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water, and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock, small animals that scurry on the ground, and wild animals. And that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock, and small animals, each able to produce offspring off of of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make human beings, in our image, to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I have given you and I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. Everything that has life. And that is what happened. Then God looked over at what he made, and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed and morning came, marking the sixth day. So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. So he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. This is the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth. So with that passage, it goes on about how in six days plus one day to rest, God created pretty much everything, the heavens, the earth, and everything in between. Um, and the big, the big science thing that has um, occurred is evolution. And evolution is the theory that, well, it starts with the Big Bang Theory and then goes through evolution. So the Big Bang Theory is that there is nothing, and then boom, there is a bunch of stuff. Um, and then with that, we started as microscopic specks in the water. And through many, 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 many years, we became a bunch of fish. Um, and then many, many, many years later, we started to go on land as like reptiles. And then many, many, many years later, we grew into like the dinosaurs and then the dinosaurs got extinct. And many, many, many years later, um, we started becoming mammals. And just this, this theory is over the years, um, there's just one big tree of life. And uh, through living in different circumstances, the animal has adapted to their environment and eventually one of the animals became humans. And that, in a nutshell, is the competing theory to creation of evolution in the Big Bang Theory. So, one of the big things about evolution is that it took 
many, 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 many years um, for it to go from nothing to humans, where in creation, in Genesis, it took six days. Well, I couldn't really describe it the best myself, so I'm going to insert a clip from a video that explains why that doesn't necessarily contradict. Okay, the question is, what science are they talking about that contradicts with the Bible? Some will say, well, the age of the earth or something like that, right? To which I would respond, Christians differ over the age of the earth, uh, or the age of the universe. Um, and no matter what position you take, you have to make assumptions you can't prove. If you want to assume that the, bi or that the, the universe is 13.8 billion years old, which most scientists will, what are they assuming? They're assuming the speed of light hasn't changed. Now, is that a good assumption? Yeah, it probably is. Why? Because if you change the speed of light, you've got to change all the other laws of physics with it. Could God have done that? Yeah, but we're making an assumption we can't prove, right? If you want to say the earth is young, because what, what the Bible appears to say, you've got to make assumptions you can't prove as well. In fact, what I say to people is, what's the first verse in the Bible? What is the first verse in the Bible? What does it say? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, when did God create the heavens and the earth? In the beginning. Does it say when? No. You say, what about the days? The days don't begin until verse 3. But if you want to take a literal view of Genesis, the heavens and the earth are created before the days ever begin. How far back was that? We don't know. In fact, there are four possible usages of the word day in the first chapter and a half of, Gen chapter and a half of Genesis. 24 hours, certainly. 12 hours. Why? says he called the light day and the darkness night. That's 12 hours. A, a, a period of time, like an era. Like if someone were to say that um, George Rogers was a good running back in his day. Well, you guys are too young to know who George Rogers was. But he's on the, he's on, on the Williams-Brice Stadium out here, right? Steve Spurrier was a good coach in his day, right? You wouldn't think Steve Spurrier was good for just 24 hours, right? It's an era. And then... An unending period of time can be used in Genesis. In fact, in Genesis 2.4, you know what it says? In the day the Lord God created, and that word day covers all, the whole six-day period. So the six-day period, the word day is used to cover six days, whatever those days are. And then the seventh day, we're still in it right now. The seventh day hasn't ended yet. So there's an unending period of time when it comes to the seventh day. And if the seventh day hasn't ended yet, and it's longer than 24 hours, maybe the other days are long. We simply don't know. That God created is more certain than when. So I, I reject the idea that science and the Bible are contradictory. Some interpretations of the scientific and biblical data are contradictory, but in reality, they're not contradictory. So like he said in the video, there, someone could say, back in my day and that doesn't that doesn't describe just a day that describes a span of days or like a chunk of time years maybe so if we're going off that that each day of the bible is actually a decent amount of years then we are going to go side by side of the verses of genesis we read separated by day and the beginning creation of the world up to humans. This is um, my research for this honestly came from Bill Wirtz's video, The History of the Entire World, I guess. This is the first 
four minutes and 15 seconds of that just in list form from everything I saw. And that, that video, I'll link in the description so you can also see it yourself. So we are going to start with evolution as told by Bill Wirtz. So nothing existed, then the Big Bang happened, then everything was just a bunch of gas floating in space. Then gravity pulled the gas together and it exploded into the sun or a star, which is the sun. And within supernovas of like different stars exploding, a supernova happened and that created the earth and the other parts of our solar system. So let's go over to Genesis and creation where before day one even happened, there was nothing. And then God created the heavens and the earth. And at this point, the earth was formless and empty. So this brings us just pretty much, I guess, to um, where we left off at evolution. But before we go back to evolution, we're gonna do we're gonna go a couple couple days in, which as we know could be a large chunk of time. So on day one, God created light and separated it from the darkness. He called the light day and the dark night. And he, the gravity pulled all the gas together and it became the sun. So now that that happened on day one, we are going to go back to evolution. So within the supernovas of the star exploding, Earth was created. And after that, a bunch of asteroids were flying from the sky hitting the Earth. And the asteroids had water in them, which causes the temperatures of the Earth to cool causing rain and then eventually oceans due to the fact that it rained so much. So on day two, God, God separated the waters of the earth and the waters of heaven, which is called the space in between them, sky. Okay, so if we just take what we read about evolution, asteroids were raining down from earth and had water in them. Um, so maybe that was God separating the waters of heaven and the waters of the earth. That's all I'm saying. So going back to evolution, a volcano erupted and that created land. So moving on to day three of Genesis, God created the ground and called that land and named the waters seas. And then he created the vegetation on the land, so just all of all of the plants that are there. Then, on day four, God created various stars and specific lights to govern the day and night, which were called the sun and the moon. Now, moving back to evolution, the Cambrian explosion happened, and that made all of the sea animals. Going to day five of Genesis, God created all of the sea creatures and the birds. Then going back to evolution, over time, animals evolved to be alive on land. And through time, they evolved from reptiles into mammals. And the mammals evolved into humans. On day six of creation, God created reptiles that roamed the lands 
And that's specifically mentioned first in the Bible. And then he created other mammals. And then he created humans. In his image, he created humans. And then on day seven, God rested. So, to me, going through that, the events of the evolution and the Big Bang Theory happened pretty much in the exact same chronological order as God creating the Earth. And especially when we use the information that we got from the video that I put in earlier about how a day of the Bible, especially in Genesis 1, could be various years due to the fact that we could be talking about how God was like, back in my day, God saying back in my day is funny, but we were talking about how like someone could be like, back in my day, they're not referring to just one day, they're referring to a whole chunk of time. So I just find it very interesting that these things happened pretty much in the exact same order and that the whole evolution in Big Bang Theory was made up after the Bible was written. So that's, a, that's another important factor here when trying to prove the Bible. The science behind evolution in the Big Bang Theory came after the Bible was already written, which is just interesting to me. But hey, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I personally believe that everything in the Bible happened as God said it was in the Bible. But I did all this research just to see that if science is correct, does that disprove the Bible? And I personally believe after looking at everything side, side by side and watch, listening to that one video that we watched earlier, that they still go side by side and the science of evolution in the Big Bang just do not discredit the Bible. So, if you want to look at all the research that I did, um, all of the links to sources and everything that I looked at will be linked in the description below. But, as for right now, Lord, I pray that I want to thank you for giving us the minds to be curious and free will to have our own thoughts and come up to our own conclusions on what we believe is real or not. I hope that people listening to this get some understanding of how maybe evolution and creation are still just basically the same thing. And I pray that next week when we tackle the next thing that we all have open minds to take the Bible, which is your word, and science, which is the word, which is the word of man, and that maybe science can prove more of the Bible. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.